Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Very The playlist broadcast transition two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Blog Talk TV coming in as we make the transition as we do here at Internet Tele- Television. You know, we have to bring it in from around the world, and so it is. So we're pulling them in. I'm checking the streams. Our regulars know what's happening. Good morning, Vietnam. Whatever. We got Live Street. We got U Street. Meerkat. Periscope. Facebook. It's all up and running because tonight is going to be something special indeed. Coming up in just one moment as we secure. Because you know in the ghetto we get that ghetto lag sometimes. Coming to you live from Los Angeles. We may not be in the ghetto, but we can see the fence. <laughs> That's just wrong, man. It'll be that kind of night. Mm. Special night. A night of learning growth. Thank you. Thank you, folks. They've been waiting. Yes. You know, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you have those moments in this business where you have the feeling of an imminent arrival and that you somehow transition from maybe even being a little boy to a man it feels somehow like that when you get to be in the studio with individuals like I'm here with tonight because we grew up to be able to have this experience with the likes of our guest tonight Reginald T. Dorsey Glenn Terman everybody Leonard Thomas wow we grew up to have them as guests, and it took a minute. Us, this is a special series, and again, it, this is part of a special adventure. My buddy over there, Victor Allen, who's currently working four video switchers, running the machine that I designed. He thought of this. He thought of this for ways for us to connect. So I got to give you to Vic. Vic, tell him about your vision for the oracles and why we have these gentlemen here tonight. I was going to actually give a speech, but then when I looked around and saw the diva to my left, I just stopped and said, let me give homage to those who really deserve it, because I'm not joking. Bridget was the flashpoint for this, and she came at me last year, and I said, we need to create something more than just a visit. It needs to have a theme, and I've always looked at background stories about how people got to the success and through failures so as I was talking with her I said look 
every time I see a project in a movie, I actually go research how did they get there and where did they stumble at? What made them stronger? What made them better? And I'm always around people who are looking for insight. And I always believe walking oracles. These are people who are walking as oracles. Way that everybody sells their shit for a million dollars and you get nothing from it. So, so for my whole thing, my perspective was, can we just get an hour where you can tell us some of the remedies through your failures and successes that can be transferable and be proud as a teaching moment to those who really don't understand and sometimes movies don't start for example with Glenn Terman in 1975 the journey started in 1961 or even before then so those type of teaching moments helped me and got me inspired to say they're oracles because I've been following them these cats got me into horses but I don't ride them. That's enough. They will make sure we mention that too later. <laughs> right, right, right. We got some cowboys up in the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> Real cowboys. <laughs> Real cowboys. Right. I actually learned that from the Bill Pickett radio, rodeo. I did not know. I came to learn about you guys. You were the first, along with Danny Glover being in the mix, back at the Black Business Association of Los Angeles, where I worked at to help support black business development. I got exposed through Bill Pickett, through you guys. Reggie, you, I didn't tell you that, but that's how I came, came to find out what you did. Okay. And then I don't want to tell anybody about what Glenn did to me. He made me feel in Cooley High <laughs> that, no, I, I had the glasses. It's I had the glasses like that. Okay? For real. Wait a minute. Let, I, I said I had to get this in because this is true. I'm telling you it's true. See, I already gave Leonard his impact story. He, he, oh, yeah, he got it out of me already. Oh, yo. When I saw Glenn in Cooley High, the first thing that happened was I said, there is a guy. You mean light-skinned black women like dark men? <laughs> there was a phase. It had, I to was done. it had to happen. I was <laughs> done. I walked out of that movie with my chest on Swole go get me a light skinned black woman. He is the first man I saw on screen. Now, Belafonte yeah. wasn't dark, <laughs> but I, yeah. but he was. So I'm just saying, I told Leonard, Leonard, he's the modeling type. And and I said, you dude, you don't know. Yeah, you I didn't can know. tell a pretty boy. I can't. Like, you know what? All kind of pretty. <laughs> I'm just now, I look, now that I look at him, <laughs> right? I'm, see, for me, I had I, to, like I, I had to kind of learn. <laughs> that's wrong. I had to learn that modeling types can be swag. That they can actually, you know, kings of New York, mm-hmm. Malcolm X, the whole thing. I was blown away. Of course, all the women were going crazy over him while I was in the movies that they didn't pay attention to me. But I told him, I said, you convinced me that stereotyping, especially in black modeling, that it, could it transfer over? And he did successfully in my eyes. And I told him, I said, dude, you the one who first made me think, forget that you actually had that modeling look in that whole thing. And the story goes way back, way back for me. So this is an honor to actually see now, how did you guys and were there struggles? Where did those struggles? Reggie, you hit me with a story last, last time you was here. I'm mad that we didn't get it on camera. I'm just just letting you know. Well, Mr. Dorsey, Reginald T. Dorsey, producer, director, he's the one who came previously. We instantly kind of had a vibe about the whole direction of what all of this is about because mm. all of their, they live it too. That's their lives, what all of this is about. And he's the one who told us that he could bring some of his his boys, so that you got to understand the context of the show because that's relevant. These are friends. Yes, sir. These are friends, and so they've been 
through a bunch of the things together, the kinds of experiences. And so, Reginald, I want you to at least take the least to start out by telling us about how you came to be associated or to meet these folks. <laughs> That's a whole bunch of years right there. That's a couple hours. <laughs> a couple days. <laughs> right. I'm going to tweak your memory a little bit. The first time Glenn and I ever met was in the early Teretha. For Historic. Ed, I think it was Eddie's birthday party. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, wedding. Mm-hmm. That's where it, Glenn yeah. and I. Is that where it was? Yeah. yeah. That's where we first met. That's and I was about 19. Uh. <laughs> 19 or 20. He said thanks. Yeah. yeah. I see they having some flashback memories because you yeah. see that smile on Glenn yeah. right now. So you smile like yeah. that. Yeah. I remember when Eddie got married. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That was the first time you and I had ever met. And then what really allowed us to come together and, and, and form a friendship was the Bill Pickett Rodeo. Bill Pickett. And that's amazing, you guys. For those of you who don't know, Bill Pickett is very famous to many for black rodeo. I don't know anybody else, right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the man. And so it's interesting that they met. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Working a rodeo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love for horses and, and being cowboys and everything. That's where the bridge was formed between Glenn and I. Wow. You know, started there. Wow, and you went on to deduce to actually have a program, right, with the kids and stuff? Oh, with yeah. her? and Reggie helped us start that, my wife and I. Wow. Uh, Camp Gideon. Camp Gideon. Right, right, right. Where we, 25 years ago, you know, it's been 25 years. Yeah, yeah. 25 years ago, we uh, started a, a camp at uh, our, our ranch in um, Northern California, uh, Northern L.A., Introduce youngsters from primarily the inner city to the cowboy way of life. Yeah, you know, we teach them how to ride. And now, how did that go for you? Because that's, kind of <laughs> that's a, you know, well, no it was, offense. It was, it that was sounds wonderful. like a challenge. It was a challenge, but it, what the challenge was was to actually find kids and bring them there. Right. And what we ended up doing was for picking organizations. So we pick organizations like the Boys and Girls Club or oh, yeah. Gang Services sure. or Probation Department or Perdos Ninos or whatever. And they would pick the kids that they thought would best benefit from this exposure. And uh, so that challenge was met by, by, by coming up with that sort of a process. And it's been, I must say, one of the highlights of my life, mm. uh, engaging these young people in a... Uh, Exposing them to something that they never would have been exposed to, and my uh, what happened was uh, Coretta Scott King huh. was the one who had challenged my wife and I at a summit that she held uh, in uh, Atlanta right after the Rodney King uh, uh, incident. <coughs> uh, asked what could be done, and that's that's what we came up with. And uh, I called friends. I called. Uh, I was on a different world at the time. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, as Colonel Taylor, <laughs> yes, and, yes, yes. and uh, so I was able to uh, reach out to Jasmine Guy and reach out to mm. my my dear dear friend Don Lewis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, just, you know, I, I, I remember I have memories of them, you know, fond memories. The whole world had, and plus the fact that it was taking place at a historically, you know, black, black college, and so that uh, they and then. Um, I said, okay, well, these these people have made 
great contributions financially so that we can make this happen. I said, but not experience. I need to reach out to some of my cowboy buddies. And of course, you found somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, hey, we had a cowboy village up there, and still do. Wow! You know, every year, every year, you know, amazing. And um, over the years, we were doing what a five day camp when we first started. Well, when we first started, cat up to five day, and, yeah. and, and uh, we both had hundreds of kids up there at a the time. That's <laughs> man, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, Reggie, tell us about your other partner in crime over here. <laughs> Leonard and I, <coughs> we met on the Stevie Wonder video. You will know. Mm-hmm. Really? That's where we first met. Yep. Okay, and, that's, and, no offense. These stories are not what I'm expecting as answers so far. <laughs> look, look. And, 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 and here's the funny part about this is, you know, everyone knows that Stevie likes to work at night. Okay, and he has no concept of time. Exactly, I've heard. So what started off being a, a three-day shoot ended up being three weeks. You know, and uh, needless to say, I was happy. So what were y'all doing? What were y'all doing? What were you doing? Were you dancing? No, no, Sing, no, what were no, y'all no. Doing? Yeah, it was the "You Will Know" video, I and um, I played the lead in that. It was where. Um, my younger brother runs away from home. I'm out on the streets. Oh, I think now. I and basically, I you know, he's written me a letter, and I'm trying to find him. Wow. And, um, you know, Leonard played one of the cats that uh, wanted to give me grief, you know, for trying to find my brother and what have you. Which he was very good at, might I add. Still is good at <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, Leonard, you know, so... You're the, and I know less about <clears throat> Leonard than I did, you know, about everyone else. I, like I told Glenn, I said, I can't, I'm still back at Cooley High, so I told him, I said, I just got that in my blood. Right. And some of the other shows. Leonard, you have been so many. I've done a few. I mean, you have been <laughs> so many things, so many types of individuals. I need to get at least a little bit of how you, what you came through to get to where you are, my brother. Well, I guess we can start with um, H-U. You know? University, everybody. Howard University. We talked about it. You know, but you know what the trip part for me was? Uh, and uh, realizing at a, at a young age what I wanted to do. Right. Um, you know, it was Which like... Which is hard enough right there. Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of people around me doing that. Matter of fact, there was nobody around me doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, it, you know, it was a lot of pressure because I was trying to persevere through fulfilling a dream and doing what I wanted to do versus what everybody else around you was trying to guide you and mold you into whatever they wanted you to be. So, you know, that's when I chose Howard University, got to Howard University, and, you know, was doing my thing. As first, I first when I got to Howard, I was playing football. Um, and Funny, uh, that's when I first got to Howard, I was playing football. Really? Wow. Like, yeah. See? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they told me that I couldn't do both. I couldn't be in the drama department because no athlete has ever majored in theater. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> of course, you know, they were looking at me like, you know, well, we know he's gay. He's got to be gay. <laughs> he's got to be gay. He's taking dance class. He's having a football practice in leotards and leg warmers. But my saving grace was I had other cousins there, and they were also on the football team. And so once they said, leave Leonard alone, baby, let him do his thing. And we had a time in the department that did stuff, right? I was free. You know? Yeah. 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 
Fleet. Oh, that's just that Leonard again. Well, they would call me Lenny Fleet. So, wow. You know, it was going through that and just, you know, pursuing and getting out here. And uh, again, I didn't know anybody. You know, I just knew you had to be in Los Angeles or New York. So which way are you going to go? And I said, well, let's see. There's more opportunity in Los Angeles than it was in New York. To me, New York was just theater. But Los Angeles was movies and TV. And they had more shows. New York only had like two shows. The Law and Order and some other show. That was it. That's what Academy and Lacey. I mean. Right. You know, so. And I went to L.A. and it was like, oh, shit. This ain't where it's supposed to be because I thought I'd come here and bam! <laughs> you know, I'm from Howard University. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got skills. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, this ain't about talent. Damn. <laughs> 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 oh, so, you know, that was hard. You know, that's a comp. First of all, for all of you, the, one of the common themes is that you got up from one place and went to another place yeah, and true. then another place. Yeah. That's not necessarily an easy thing to do. There are a lot of people who don't want to leave mama or the mm. family or the situation. They're comfortable. And you all, as a group, did, how, how were you able to do that? Or what gave you the, the guts to make those attempts? Whoever wants to. Whenever people ask me um, about how I got into the business or, you know, what was it that inspired me? I didn't choose this. It chose me. Mm. And I was going to get to Hollywood or wherever I had to get to to uh, to be a part of this business, no matter where it was. And so that was my motivation. That's what kept me, you know, going then and keeps me going now. Hmm. How about you, Glenn? I came out uh, with a wonderful... at the beck and call of a wonderful teacher that I had in high school. Hmm. Uh, I went to the high school performing arts. You know the movie Fame? Yes, yes. Hmm. Well, that was my graduating class that they made the movie about. Hey, remember the, the, the brother in that, uh, yes. in that movie? You know the, who that was originally? That no. was Ben Vereen. Really? Yes, that character was based on Ben Vereen. Wow. wow. Right. But that was the graduating class, and that was the school, the high school that I went to. And then in my senior year, I had a wonderful teacher by the name of Bennett Carroll. Mm. She was a very prominent director in New York, and a terrific teacher, and a wonderful, wonderful person I loved dearly. God rest her soul. And she uh, came to California to do a play at the famed Inner City Cultural Center. Well, I'm, well yeah, yes, 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 I do, yes. All right. We loved in the city. Yeah, the city yeah. was a spot. Yeah, the city was a well, wonderful man. At any rate, she was here, and I got a call in New York. I was about twenty years old, twenty years old, and I get a call, and Vinette had a, a deep voice, very deep voice. She did, and she said, "Glenn, darling, <laughs> how would you like to come to California?" And be my Randall in Slow Dance on the Killing Ground. Now, I had auditioned in New York on, for Broadway, for that Broadway production, five callback times. Wow. And the part went to the fantastic, so I couldn't be mad, Clarence Williams III. Okay. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, I said, He's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an oracle, too. I mean, yeah. But they were doing the West Coast production, and... Vinnie was directing it, and she gave me that call, and I left New York 17th, 1968. It was three degrees below zero. Mm. There was a snowstorm, 
and when it lifted, they said the planes can now take off. And when I got on off the plane and landed here in Los Angeles, it was 76 degrees. <laughs> the sun was shining and palm trees were spraying. That's the way to come. That's the way to come. And my coat <laughs> never got out of the airport. <laughs> I threw that song gun away, and I've been here ever since. Wow. Well, you know, that's a common thing. We talked about that. Once you get used to this weather it's un- almost unfair yeah. my parents too my father's family all of them are in Philly and once they came they started a family migration mm-hmm. now you my brother you too mm-hmm. had to do some adjusted like you mentioned that's what kind of got me that question yeah. tell us a little bit about how that adjustment was for you and like you said you gave us it was rough coming from say Howard to LA yeah it was rough because well here, here's the crazy part because, see, in my mind, I had a concept of what I thought it was going to be. But coming here, like the third day I got here, I got a new musical at the Inner City Cultural Center. For this that. is crazy because oh, I was yeah. like, I said, where are, they, where, where are they doing things? They said, well, we don't know, but you know, I hear about this Inner City Cultural Center. Right. And it's like, they probably got classes over there. So yeah. I went to take a dance class. Uh-huh. And after dance class, it's like, yo, man, you want to be in this play? You, you, you went back to the dance thing, right? Because you keep going back to the dance. Right, right. That's what started it. Oh, he was the dancer, but on on Soul Train, he danced on. He was the dancer on Soul Train, spinning, talking about. That's what I was saying. Come on, he's trying to hate. He act like somebody don't know him. Wait, 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 you go. That was Reggie. You gonna blast me out like that? That's a lie. Okay, y'all. Pretty boys yeah, and dancing. Yeah, I was on Soul Train, okay? I would have hung around just to get some cast off. So. <laughs> my boy. Did you ever go to the board? You ever do the board? I did the board, and, uh-huh. uh, you know, I got me a little eight track. The board, I remember player, the board. Uh-huh. You know, and spelled it okay. and all that, you know. Okay. It's out there somewhere. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. go on, finish your story. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 let's stay right here. He follows me. I'm going to take off my coat in a minute. Right. <laughs> it just got hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Um, so anyway, I got a show the, you know, the third day in Los Angeles, and, you know, it was a musical. I mean, here you go. At Peggy Blow was in it. Peggy Blow. Forrest Whitaker was in it. Johnny, I forget Johnny's last name, mm. but it was um, Swan. It was called T.J. Swan. Swan. Okay, I don't remember. It's based on a rock artist who got mm. crazy. Right, anyway, right, right. and I'm like, this is it. You had yeah. arrived. Yeah. I now only got here in three days. I'm working. Yeah. And that's all you want to do is work. Right. That's right. why we came to work. That's right. And the fact I'm working on the third day, I thought this was it. <laughs> it wasn't huh. because it was for free. Number one, number two, um, they didn't care. Nobody cared that you worked at the Inner City Cultural Center. You know, the next. So, <laughs> well, you see, you came with the you came with the 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 the, the glitter of being a movie star. No, I just wanted to work. You were working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to work a certain he, genre. You, said, you see, that's like you work with us. That's what we do. No, <laughs> hey, we gotta get it. Gotta, gotta keep it real. Okay. You came with the genre of being a movie star, which is what so many people do here when they come from places to California, to Los Angeles, to Hollywood. They come with the thought of I'm going to be a star, and are disillusioned 
because they, <laughs> because they don't follow the work, they follow the premise. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, you see, mm-hmm. and that will make you. Uh, this give him give, give him a little more detail what you mean by that. Well, because exactly. I well, have Leonard, some people what, what watching Leonard, right what now. What Leonard just said, he said nobody cares about what I was doing at Inner City. But who is it that he's talking about when he says nobody cares? Casting and producers. Casting and producers came down to Inner City all the time. As a matter of fact, it was one of the only <laughs> places that they would come to when they were in search of young black talent. Mm-hmm. It was in the hood. You could see the fence. <laughs> you were at the fence. You were behind the fence. <laughs> and it was a, a, an array, like I said. He mentioned him. Uh, Forrest Whitaker was there. Mm-hmm. Everybody was uh, there. Um, uh, Peggy Blow was there. Uh, Glenn Turman mm-hmm. was there. Bea Rich, Richards was there. Oh, yeah. Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne oh, was yeah. there. Uh, um, Quincy Jones huh. was there. I Aretha was there. Franklin was there. Mm. Uh, so it was a place where everyone came to hone their craft, to get exposure, to learn how to directing and teach. I taught acting there for 12 years. And, uh, and, and so you were where you needed to be or supposed to be. So no one was getting paid because one of the issues I brought down here to bring up was supporting yourself. And, and that's because, again, I own Candace Renee Rice, who's over there in the Blab chat rooms out here. I don't put you on, but I know, baby. Yeah. Came out here from Nashville. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be Memphis. Memphis. <laughs> I know I had Nashville on my mind. She's about to kill me. Came out from Memphis, got good barbecue. And what are the, she's going through that right this minute. She And, and I told her, I, she, she met us within a week. Of being here, and I told you where you. I was going to tell you you already met the the good guys. Right mm-hmm. now, it's going to get. It ain't going to be good at right. to right. this. Mm-hmm. But I remember we here, mm-hmm. we here, and the other thing is, I'm about skill sets and growth. Like she's in there hosting tonight mm-hmm. in one of the chat room, and she gets the chance to interact with the people, and she gets to ad lib with it while they watch the show with us. Oh, I see. So it forces you to to, to improv, because I'm saying get in there, be the, make up the rules yourself. They're watching right. the video, but they're right. going to see you telling her, well, you know, you just started. You know, you came out here from yeah. from Memphis. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, and she's gorgeous, but she says that it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's she's having a rough time. So I wanted her to hear again, again. So far, so the opportunities like this, like you said, you are working. We tell people sometimes when they come here and do shows, you know, yeah, you absolutely. are working. Do the, you are working. You don't underestimate what has been. You have been blessed to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't downgrade where you are. Is it because you are there that you are downgraded? Don't you think you are worthy? Don't you think your being there elevates the place where you are? Say it again. Well, you know what? I love to hear that, Glenn, because here in L.A., we haven't found much indie spirit, just so we know go on record. We haven't found much indie spirit, especially amongst the youth. Well, that's something that has to be addressed and has to be. And the reason is that you have to get the knowledge that what you are a part of is important. What Mm -hmm. you are doing is important. 
You right. know, it's not just because the, those boys on the other side of the hill right. have not acknowledged you. Right. So that's mm-hmm. part of the issues, mm-hmm. and we've had to, some of this. We, I'm vent. I, I try not to vent because you're all the guests. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tend to vent too. The validation of people in our circle. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've had to remind some of our friends is sometimes the folks around you that are your immediate people, mm-hmm. they really don't get it. And so many times, even when they love you, they don't seem to be as supportive of your undertakings. Mm-hmm. How about you all in terms of you know, your own experiences with family, friends, loved ones? How was the support thing? Because for most of us, it's a mixed bag. It's yeah. a mixed bag, and it is one of the struggles of doing things in these arenas where you're innovating and people want to see guarantees all the time, right? They always want to see guarantees. And all of you all did things without guarantees. Yeah, I want to transition from the inner city conversation because I just remember back in the late 70s being there, you got inspiration from other artists. Mm -hmm. Um, You were around some amazing talent, you know, that was always doing something you know so you stayed motivated and by the folk by the by your peer is we were during a time politically mm. where a lot of us Sweet. were being supported as artists you know mm. through the cedar program right right so huh. so a lot of us a lot of us actually got checks for tell, going to inner explain, city take a minute to tell quickly about the you cedar know, program what well, it was right there. jimmy carter had a program that helped inner city youth at the time Every summer, I had a job doing something. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, job. Every, every summer. Wow! And if you wanted to go to like uh, um, uh, some sort of technical school, you got a check to go there and be trained. If you wanted to go to inner city and learn acting, you got a check to go mm-hmm. there and be trained. Wow! So that's why a lot of us were there. You know, was not only to pick up you know that check, but you know to study <laughs> to study our craft as well right. as well. But it helped us. Yeah, it helped us to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, from that relationship and 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 the friends that we made along the way, you know, again, Lauren Harry, mm-hmm. uh, so many other talented actors came Good through Cliff there. Rockmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we all stayed friends as a result of that. That wow. was the foundation, you know. That was the starting point for a lot of us in terms of just relationships and and going out here, you know, and and banging to make things happen. How about today? You you what do you see today? You, does that exist? I mean, we don't have <coughs> inner city cultural center. We don't have well, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, those programs. Uh, the programs suffer now uh, in terms of uh, seed money, money to keep the doors open. Uh, but where there's a will, there's a way. You know, uh, I think with the advent of of, of the social media and filmmaking, filmmaking being more accessible, easier to get your hands on cameras and equipment that can make some sort of impact, tell your story. Uh, that's more prevalent today than it was at the time that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, But what has not changed is the oomph factor. Yeah, okay. You know, even though there wasn't that equipment available, if you wanted to get it done, you had to have the oomph. Mm-hmm. Just as you have it done, <laughs> right? you know? and that's like a very, that. very important factor because a lot of people think that uh, all they have to do is be present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to do more than be present. 
You have to engage. You got to lean into it. You know, you got to work hard. Going about these things, people lose love. They get disillusioned. Sometimes it's amazing how little it'll take. I mean, that's a matter of opinion. On the way to success, how many times are we supposed to fall down? I want to ask you all because mm-hmm. people tend to think, right, that you, you know, they don't. Is there a number? Yeah, see what I'm saying? Because you find that people, I, I remember I had a buddy one time, he he called me up, he said, Mario, I've been working on this computer stuff for four hours and I can't get it done. You just, <clears throat> maybe you a little too hard on yourself mm-hmm. for what you accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I ask you, because Candace, you know, she fell down a little bit. You got a little scuffed knees. It's still looking good, right? <laughs> She's out here from Memphis. And, you know, she, she may fall down a little bit. How many times do you fall down, gentlemen, Are you and then have to get up? How often along the way do you think, I'm no good, I should quit, I'm done, they beat me? <laughs> How how often does that happen? Do you question yourself? The key is in not falling down. It's in staying down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whether or not you choose to stay down or or keep getting up. You know, it reminds me when I was first learning how to shoe horses. And the last thing you want to do is have one of your buddies around you when you're learning how to do something. Okay, and so, shoe horses yeah. would be one of those things. I think. Wait, 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 But he's the last. And y'all relating on the shoe horses thing? Wait. I'm still tripping. But but he's the last one you want to. Ha- but but it, this is all. Um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, an example. So I'm learning how to shoe horses, and Glenn and I we have a rodeo to go to, and I started off on like. The rodeo's that Saturday, so I started off shoeing horses about 12 o'clock that Friday. Hmm. And I didn't finish until like 3, 4 o'clock the next day. Hmm. Okay, now, I didn't shoot a horse all, all in through the, into the night. But, so we, we get to the rodeo, and I'm sitting here, you know, still got to shoot a horse before we ride in the rodeo. And Glenn is sitting on the bumper, going, why don't you just quit? <laughs> you, you know, why don't you just let somebody else do that? You, you know, just, 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 you know, you know, bro. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, wait, wait. And he's like, I appreciate the fact that you made a valiant effort, but, but now you need to just let it go. The point that I'm making with that is, is if there was any quit in me, that was the moment. You know, and you're gonna have those. Those those examples along the way as an artist, you know, we all have had that where people have questioned why are we still doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the point? And um, if it doesn't, you know, break you, it'll make you. So, well, you know, give you an example. You know, the first thing everybody loves to ask me: What's that? Are you making any money at that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, would that make a difference to you if I was? And then I said, then I say, so the day before I make a million, who am I? And the day after I make the million, I'm a different person, right? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. Because that's the first thing people love to ask me when we're doing this. Right. Is that, are you making money? Right. I said, well, I bought something about to say, well, you know, I'm growing and learning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the, and the beauty in that between Glenn and I, and I is that 
it was out of love and he was challenging me because he knew mm-hmm. I wasn't going to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not even stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I guess to make it, you, you have, have to, to have a little little That's, something in you. Absolutely. A little fight in you. Know, Vic, you got to have some fight yeah. in the dog. You know, we talked about the fellas, Vic. Yeah. And one of the things we said as oracles and that I had noticed doesn't seem to be that air bitterness no. that is so often associated with men of color. Don't no. seem to see that all. air, even though they have struggled and gone through things. I'm sitting here. That's not. I don't see angry black men. <laughs> I don't. I don't see. I don't see. That's not. I don't, and I'm sure there's some anger. Wait. I'm sure there's some anger. Right. Because when you watch some of the, the news, <laughs> but there you go. Right, Reginald. In other words, what's your energy? See what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Your energy and your vibes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some folks, you know, I got some brothers, you can feel their heat. Mm. They step in the room. It's all about channeling it. Yeah, see, there you go. It's where you put it. It's where you put it. And, you know, when I'm frustrated, it pisses me off to the point where I got to do something about it. You know, so whatever it takes, um, I just put that energy into that. How about you, Lynn? Because, you know, if I watch some of your trailers and, you know, you get you get to play some more hostile mofos. <laughs> yeah, I do. And it's important that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he scared me on a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't mess with yeah, you. Right. <laughs> Y'all scared yeah. it's, me. It's important that I'm able, able to release that and channel that. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I, I got a strong foundation of faith. And I, and I trust that the faith is going to do what it says it's going to do. Mm. That's the only thing that's kept me sane. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the sanity because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's buck wild. It's like all over the place, jumping every six months or whatever. But I'm grounded in faith, you know, and I know that the talent is from source, God. And so he's not going to give it to me. He ain't going to let me use it. That's stupid, you know. So, you know, it's based on that. That helps a lot. But don't get it twisted. I'll cuss the person out. Because <laughs> at this point in my time, I'm, look, they told me when she crossed 50, you ain't got to explain nothing to nobody. <laughs> you sure feel okay? like that. And I don't care. It's about the work for me. I don't care if, you know, oh, what you think about me. As long as I'm telling the truth mm-hmm. on camera, on stage, on TV. And in life. And in life. Then I'm good. I'm good. So how are we being affected? gentlemen by today's social media now because first of all you're busy with other stuff and usually with men who are connected they don't learn it they secretaries learn it or whoever does their, their stuff for them learns it but you slowly are being forced Glenn here was we were going on the phone we were going on the internet we were looking for things so he's connected he's connected how are y'all feeling about this challenge today, this new challenge, first of social media and the, and the changing industry. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to go. Well, uh, it is just that. <laughs> <laughs> challenge. You know, it is a challenge. I, I, I think I, I just learned how to turn off 
my computer today. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's been it's been on ever since I turned it on. Well, that's the thing. It's closing on you. It's been about three years. <laughs> <or so. laughs> no, I uh, no that you're handed. You know the tools of the of the time. It's 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 what's permeating our country. You see it all the time. It's affected our political system. You know. Uh, I love the fact that you got somebody like uh, Bernie Sanders, who's you know very aware of the fact of the power of uh, social media. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a perfect example. You know, and if his old butt can do it, I can. You know? mm. um, but um, it, but that being said, I don't think I don't know if anyone's taking the time out to com commend you and your team. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that anyone I wish well, thank your you, viewers could see. What you have set up mm. here, Thank you, where you have it set up here, mm -hmm. and how you are managing it out there so far as what you are about. Mm -hmm. I wish the people could see this. It's inspiring. It's inspiring me. Thank you, brother. You know, I, I, I've already got things in my head. I want my, 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 my uh, youngsters to see this, you know. I'd love for them to see this, to see what you have taken uh, uh, in control of. It's a spaceship. Captain Mario, Captain Vic. Hey. All the beautiful Just people don't you have be. working with you and, and, and part of your team. And without asking anyone, mm. that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it empowering. You tap the God in you mm -hmm. and said, hey, mm -hmm. we will do this. And you've done it. And uh, I'm just so glad to be here and that you're sharing it with me and using it to uh, help me uh, stay relevant. Mm. Well, thank you, my brother. And always, as a Howard University alumni, know that I appreciate the power of those who came before me, the bridges over whom I crossed. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Understand. Yes, there is a value. These are bridges that I can... Thank you for recognizing that we are trying to make an impact. We think no, no, that it's no, no, important. No, 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 I've got to say something. I've got to, oh, I've got thank to stop, you. I've got to stop right there. I have a pet peeve with that word trying. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, my peeve is trying is trying and doing is doing. Thank Brother, you. you are doing it. Mm -hmm. well, yes, sir. Yes. Well, you all represent really for us, and I want everybody to understand this is our first Hollywood connection. I know y'all might look at yourself and say, I don't call. No, 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 no. You are really, you are our first. Hollywood connection, whatever story that goes on to be told started because you were willing to come here because they don't want to come to the house <laughs> they don't want to come to the stuff they don't want to come so you represent for us the first connection and I told Vic all we got to do is connect with our own people here in LA if we could just connect to them it's going to change everything. And remember, we want other folks to do this. Mm -hmm. Glenn, I'm telling every, I have been telling everybody how to do this, how to have their yeah. own. Yeah. The question with everybody, like I told you, how, how do you make money at it? Yeah. I say, well, first money. Mm -hmm. My dad said, if you're excellent, mm -hmm. money comes. <laughs> when you're excellent. And because I, there is value. <laughs> and where there's value, the money will find. And And that's the one thing I think amongst the three of us that you never never heard come out of our mouths when we wanted to start this career of ours. 
we never looked at the money. It was mm. a calling. It was something that we had to do. Now, as a result of that, yeah, you know, we, we, we enjoy the fruits of our labor, but that was not what initiated us to be a part of this. And so, therefore, feeling successful is defined a little differently, too. I, I'm, I feel successful that you all came here and that when you walked in, you could enjoy the vibe. Hmm. I, I feel successful because we want to be broadcasters, but we want to feel like home. We want a sense of community. Children of the 60s, <laughs> right? Those were the, we, I was there when we started using brother, <laughs> okay? And I've been a bunch of things before I became African American. I was culling. <laughs> James Brown brought out the record. <laughs> we said, okay, we black now. So we've been a bunch of things. So the history is, I think, in the making. And again, I want to thank you all for being a part of that. The Oracle part, Vic. Yes, sir. I think that we got some messages from the fellas here about the struggles yeah. and what it takes to be in that industry. Today, yeah. you guys, the big, because, you know, times change. Times change. And there comes a time when society is ready. Now, racism, bigotry is a topic that society here in America is willing to address. They're willing to talk about it for the first time. Is you can't be openly bigoted. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we were coming up, well, you could be well, yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> right? He said you can't be open. But let's see if it works you against can, yeah, him. You can be open. Well, he said you can't be. Well, you know what? You can oh, be. It doesn't oh, work for you to say. In other words, oh, listen, thought, Glenn, I told I him. Came to the time when now you can be well, openly bigoted. Yeah, you can <laughs> be. Thanks to the when we were kids, it's accepted. When we were kids, everyone was Donald Trump. Right. Now it's only fifty percent. Right. You know, so society. Right. Yeah. There's things that are moving forward. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, just today on the news, they're talking about the investigation force that's coming in to look at the hiring practice for women directors. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I guess they're initial. I haven't got to y'all yet. Y'all, <laughs> right, you know, right, using right. Cut, you know the rules and you know the order of the <laughs> shit. There's an order. White women come first. Then y'all be coming up. Then the light skinned brothers. But just today they're talking about a task force because they talk about prosecuting to make change. Good. They're talking about prosecuting taking action, legal action to make change for women directing in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. New day in Hollywood, you guys? Do you, are you feeling yet? I'm just curious. You feeling well, just, some of the I, new I, stuff? I've just been fortunate enough, it's funny you should say that, I'm just fortunate enough to uh, and I, I use this wonderful forum to plug one of my latest projects. Pimp this video! Pimp this video! Yeah, you got pimp it! Pimp it! Pimp it! I had the, the, the wonderful uh, opportunity to walk to work with uh, Ava DuVernay, mm. uh, yeah. the, the wonderful female director of Selma, mm-hmm. who is now teamed up with uh, Oprah Winfrey uh, to do a uh, show for Oprah's channel own called uh, uh, um, Sugarcane. Sugarcane. No, mm. no, no, no. Uh, Queen Sugar. Okay. And uh, um, what Ava did was. Because I direct also, so I said, uh, uh, Ava, you know, I sure would love to direct. 
one of these shows, you know. She said, Glenn, I'd love to have you <laughs> the director, but I've only hired all female directors. <laughs> so I went down there to uh, Louisiana and we shot in the sugarcane field. But all of the directors who have come on her show wow. have been primarily black female directors. Wow. And they are kicking it. Wow. Nima Barnett. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Nima. Yeah. Sally Richardson. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. Right. Sally Richardson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're, they're on there and they're doing a, a wonderful, wonderful job. Stay tuned. Tune in. All right, you heard him, okay. Queen Sugar. Right. And of course, House of Lies. Don't forget House of Lies on Showtime with me and Don Cheeto. And, and, and there's oh, one yes. other that it would be remiss of Glenn and I not to mention, but uh, he and I also did some consulting work. The last time I couldn't tell you about it because they had us under. Right. You know. But I could talk about it now. Um, Glenn and I both uh, were consultants on the uh, Lemonade video. Oh, for really? Right. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what I couldn't talk yeah, about. That's that. nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all the horse, the stuff with the horses and stuff. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Did you, did you, did you, have you seen the? No, not yet. See, see. This is all the horse. There, there are horses involved in it, and she had a wonderful song uh, uh, about uh, fathers. And um, there's a sequence in which she's uh, riding a horse, and uh, youngsters are riding horses, and so on and so forth. So that was shot on on our ranch, and. Uh, those are our horses that you. Our ranch. Wow. Wow. Our ranch. Yeah. Our. His ranch. His ranch. Yeah. And it's a nice ranch. So okay. So the new Hollywood, not so bad for you, Glenn. New Hollywood, not so bad for you, Reginald Leonard. Well, that's interpretive. What do you mean, not so bad? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a new time. How you feeling? Positive or wary or just... Tell the truth, Leonard. Well, tell the truth, Leonard. It's, it's not that... Across uh, the world, Leonard. <laughs> How many people? <laughs> I'll put it like this. You know, there's an old ancient saying about throwing the rope back down. And, you know, it's... In this Hollywood, there's a small, a small, very, very small group of individuals that they will only allow to work. And some people will call it an A-list, yeah. and there's a B-list, and there's a C-list. And they literally go down this list. Let's check this. Can we get him? Okay, can we get him? Okay, can we get him? Can we get him? And then it also is based on age, depending on what age you're in. Um, and our, qu our quorum is very small. You know, they probably really hardcore look at maybe four, five, top, maybe six that you see constantly working on the mm -hmm. regular. Now, you know, I'm not hating nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is... <laughs> what you saying, Linda? What I'm saying is, it's... Um, I just have a problem with we as black. We're not. Why don't we work more together? Why haven't you ever? You seen sound a movie like a Howard University. With <laughs> Denzel, Sam, Morgan, Glenn. I mean, yeah. Why haven't you seen a movie like that? What? We can't work together. You know what I mean? And and that's what causes me to get irritated and get me start scratching parts that don't sunshine. So you know, it's we're not. We don't work together. It's not like we don't see. We're different. We're not talking about us. Right. We get this. We understand this. Right. We're talking about 
us as a whole right and us actually opening the door and working together and throwing the rope down because a lot of times when we get something like okay, I got mine later peace you know and all of a sudden we can't open up because either we're paranoid insecure or scared pick one I don't care so that's the, that's a the problem you know what I mean especially when you know people you know people these are friends <laughs> you know and nothing and let crickets me, let, let me, let me add this to, to, to the equation like waiting for a handout we're right. talking about people that are grinding right? and everybody knows that they're out there grinding you know that's who you need to take and just crack a door. You ain't even got to open it all the way. Right. And then you can walk away. Right. You know, like James Brown said, if you open the door, I can get it myself. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we already know the challenges that we face in Hollywood as far as the studios are concerned and things of that nature, which, again, to its credit, are maybe hopefully changing and opening up a little bit. But those of us who've been in the game for the extended period of time that we all have been in the game, we know what needs to change within our own community and how we need to help each other, you know, and contribute to those that are making the effort to do something, to change the game. You know, it's easy to play the game, but we, we got to be of the mindset to change the game. And we're not talking about a handout. Don't right. Get this is not a handout. Right. And this is not not being prepared and not having your stuff in order. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about professional people here. So it, it's a different mindset. You know, but if if it's almost like this. I'm sorry. Hey, look here, Richard. Is there anything we can do? Well, Vic, you said crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Crickets you know in the room. So Leonard hit yes. what are your pet peeves? Yes. On the head. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm not here to sit back and, and take up this moment in time because the part that transcends what they're talking about is across multiple industries. Yeah. And yeah. there is this thing about cultural diversification we always talk about. But really, it's really simple. To do what we did here today, mm-hmm. I have to give credit to the simple thing is just to ask. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you be honest and tell me no for the honesty and integrity of it. Then to pass me through with a nod of yes, but it's just passing the time away so you can make me feel like you're going to try later. Right. So to me, we always talk about it. Try to think progressively. I try to act like I'm in my, uh, my teens where I just didn't hear nothing in my uh, tunnel vision. So I can try to be more expert at what I do. Mm-hmm. I would only say that the noise is always shaking you. And in our community, and I, being in the Black Business Association, I got to work with a lot of what happens on the other side of our culture and how hard it is to get representation for minority development projects and uh, independent enterprises by women and men of, our, of color. And it's not just about a black thing. Right. It is amazing how much you have to coalesce through the simplicity of an introduction. What can I do for you? It doesn't have to be now, but I can probably do something for you later. Exactly. I took that example from Bridget. I may not get it now, but I'm going to get it. And that's what got me to this point. And I'm in, I'm not as in awe of what's is happening. I just want to say, here's what I've done. Here's what we're doing. If it's some value, please. I'm not mad if you don't use it. I feel good that you, I got to use it right. and use it along with right. you. And, and let, me just, let me just say, talk about the other side of the coin. Because, see, I understand that those who make it, there's people coming out the woodwork. 
I'm not talking about those people. Right. You got family members coming at you. Right. Glenn knows. Glenn has made it. I'm sorry. So I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's got all kinds of people. Got the ranch. He's got the ranch. They're coming from everywhere. And see, he, you know, it's like that. And I get that. But we're not talking. I'm not talking about that. That's what I'm talking right. about. I'm talking about when you have an opportunity to expand or to open up because they're so happy with you, they're willing to do whatever for you. And all you say is, no, I'm good. I'm cool. No, I'm not doing that. And, you know, another thing is a lot of times people who try to help others, they get burned. And so you get burned three or four times, you're done. You ain't going to do it no more. Because you've been burned, you've been taken advantage of. It was not what they said it was going to be. You hooked them up, and they fucked up. Yeah, well, that's you know not, that's saying? like bartering. We we Pacteria are known for barter. I got so many chips out there. <laughs> barter <laughs> chips. Yeah, but there's a flip side to it. <laughs> I don't want to ever sound like I don't get it or understand. That's what I'm not what I'm talking about. You know, it's just about the networking part. You, I'm not asking you to give me the job. Just let me know about the job, and I can get in there myself. But if I don't even know about it, you know, it's just like somebody made a cowboy movie. You know, I'm they made a cowboy movie. <laughs> here, some real ass cowboys right here. And uh, did they get a call? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I can't understand that. I can't fathom that. But they'll go and hire. He's got to be right because he's white opposed to giving these brothers right here real cowboys opportunity to do what they do they're not playing they're not acting that's some real shit I've seen it I smelt it I know wrong <laughs> <laughs> consultants helping them make those choices I'm just saying but you know that's, that, that's what I'm talking about it's the whole networking thing and if you know somebody's integrity then you're really not taking a risk because you know them you, you know the, the quality of them and hopefully you got some discernment Totally. You know, and you'll give them an opportunity because nobody else is. You know, nobody wants them on the outside. They want everybody on the inside. They reuse everything. So everything's recycled, you know. And until you stop and say, okay, look, I at least got at least four or five black people in the set somewhere. I got to put some color up in here. Well, the, get somebody to tell you the right thing to do. Uh, Nina Simone biopic. <laughs> somebody would have told them. I defended the fact that they had Zoe Saldana, but when I looked at how they made her look, I said, but then you make her look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't, because we were, we had a big old debate about the whole color thing here at Pac Stereo, because Dick was saying, what happens when they got to darken you, lighten you up? We, I, and I said, who's going to play, uh, who's going to, uh, who's going to play them if you got to be, do you have to have only the light folks, play light folks now, the dark skin, I mean, there's a slippery slope here, but they complicate it by making her look like a clown. So you go look at the video, you get insulted by the way they got that you're going to color somebody up, at least got to do a good job of this shit. Lord. And you know, we had that conversation. Damn. <laughs> Wait. Mario, we had that conversation the last time I was here. And you know, I was in support of an actress having an opportunity to yeah, grow. Yeah, we both worked, and 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 all that until <laughs> you saw the. Not, not only did I see the video, but I saw a speech, or or not a speech, but an interview that she did, where everything she said was counterproductive to the role and the person that she was. Playing. Oh, see, and see, there you go. See, we That's, were defending. <laughs> issues on principle and it's still an issue because Vic we had that whole discussion light skinned people playing we gonna have this rule you gotta be light enough to play who gonna play you know there's people out there who are gonna be difficult to do if you say only somebody light can play them uh -huh. <laughs> 
So I said, I don't know. One thing I like about it this tonight is that we wanted to give people insights, empowering, where they could be something you could take home. Mm-hmm. We talked to, to Kansas out here from Memphis with her beautiful self, dealing with that old L.A. thing, and that's why we all smiling, because we understand. And that's what the Oracle was about. I want to commend you all for being that. Leonard, to give your insights about it, and, and again, to bring, don't not holding back with the issues. No. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. And Reginald, you know, like I said, for even getting everybody here together, and of course, the, the, the maestro man <laughs> with the ranch. <laughs> See, but this brother been in my head since then because I had the glasses. I'm telling you, Coolie, I had them glasses. I want to thank you all for making this the success, and again for being our bridge to Hollywood, Vic. Yes. Well, you know, when you're dealing with uh, young women who are basically going, uh, you're going to speak my name, but I don't have a voice. Okay. <laughs> So I said this young lady's going to come up here and basically have a question or two or an evaluation or overview of how you presented her. But I think she can ignore you for Candace Renee Rice. Candace mm-hmm. Renee Pim Rice. Pim Fried Rice. Very she serious. <laughs> and, and she is very focused. Man alone, because I know work you do. Thank you. I know the work you do. Go right ahead. So, uh, no, I haven't fallen flat on my face. <laughs> um, but um, what I wanted to ask each and every one of you is that um, when you you work so hard, how do you keep yourself from getting jaded over a period of time and getting angry at your position? Now, I know I'm only 23, but I've worked so hard in the six months that I've been out here. And when you constantly get a no and when you're realizing the industry for what it is and that, you know, you're realizing I don't have the big boobs, I don't have the big butt, I'm not light skinned and I don't necessarily have 50,000 followers on Instagram yet, but I'm getting there. But you're being told no. And there are certain things about my looks I can't control. So when you, how do you keep yourself from getting jaded? And Because I don't want to get to the point where I do make it to the BET, MTV, and E. And then I'm just one of those people, I'm Hollywood and I'm angry. Do you get what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. So how do you keep yourself from being angry about your position? And then when you get it, you're just like, oh, you know? Mm. Okay, Surround yourself with people that understand. Make sure that, that, that you find a group of, of friends that you can trust enough that will ultimately become like family. And you'll keep each other supported and you'll keep each other inspired. And never lose sight of what brought you here in the first place. If you came here to be the best act- actress that you could possibly be, Keep reminding yourself of that. Work from within, from from the inside out. Just keep reminding yourself why you're here and what you have to offer to your audience, to the rest of the world. Just keep reminding yourself that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> since I want to be consistent. <laughs> oh, boy. Please do. Do me a favor. Don't use the words, I've worked hard and I've only been here six months in the same sentence. <laughs> okay? Don't put that sentence connected to us and us working hard and how do we keep from being angry in the same sentence. Because six months, that ain't nothing. You just got here. You literally just got off the bus. So, first of all, let's let's just work hard. Be around people who are working hard. 
Um, and make sure you have some talent. That helps. Um, and if you have talent, your talent will speak for your, itself. There's no reason to be angry. You just got here. If you were angry now in six months, you ain't going to make it. Mm. You can't peak mm. at six, six months and be concerned about your anger and what to do with it. Because we've been here 25, 30 years. You know what I'm saying? That's a long time. So if you're peaking at six months, you might want to reevaluate what you're trying to do. And as Glenn pointed out, he told me I came here chasing the wrong thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, 1983. <laughs> 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 He's holding it. So I can pass this wisdom on. I've been working toward what I've been doing prior to coming out here. I get that. I went to Howard University. I majored in becoming, but see, it's one thing to be in that environment. It's a whole other thing to be in this environment Mm -hmm. because this shit gets real out here. (laughs) Ain't no covering. Rent is real. Rent is real. They don't care if you're not. They don't care if you're cute, light skin, or dark skin. You still got to pay rent. So that's survival. It's about being in survival mode. And, and keeping to your craft and holding on to it and continually perfecting it. You know, because we never arrive. I learn stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So I encourage you to continue to work hard. The anger, challenge, challenge it, channel it and let it be a motivation to bust your butt, to network, and to sharpen your craft. And if this meant for you, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. But only six months here you just got off the bus that anger get rid of it that anger might be tied to ego I don't know Ooh. but I'm just saying you, you're angry at six months and we've been here we gonna be here so you know be encouraged in that six months mm-hmm. is nothing that you got a long life ahead of you and go for it but don't there's no reason to be angry at six months as Glenn Terman would say there ain't no finish line mm. oh. Keep grinding. There's enough. As the golfer once told me, when I was on a golf course and I shanked a golf ball and I got mad and threw my club, he said, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. You ain't good enough to throw your club. (laughs) You you ain't good enough to throw your club. You don't have a right to be angry. You play golf probably once a week, once every three weeks. You don't have a right. You don't have a right to be angry. So pick that club up and... And check yourself. Let me look so I can see this young lady. How many times do we fall down? So I can see. Uh, you said something that's very, very. Uh, Come on over. Uh, very disturbing. The disturbing part is not your fault. It's a disturbing culture that we are emerged in that permeates you of what we look like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an age-old story, dark light, uh, big boob, little boobs. The interesting thing about this town you'll find is there are f- phases. We'll go through a phase where only light-skinned people of color are getting all of the work. And then all of a sudden, for some strange reason, <laughs> only dark-skinned people are getting all the work. And then you'll go through something where only big-breasted women 
are getting all the work. And then little-breasted women <laughs> are getting all the work. So the question becomes, how do you adjust to all of these fads? Well, you can't. You'll go crazy. As this town is designed mm -hmm. to make you do. Mm -hmm. Off of that same bus, train, plane, whatever you got off of. Every day. Every day, there are young ladies by the thousands who look like you. Who come with the same attitude for the same chasing the same dream. And there are guys sitting in rooms who have to go through and women sitting in rooms who have to look at your picture and look at and test you and look at and, da, 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 and decide which one of you is going to be right for what they have worked their ass off to do. Right? So if the system can weed you out, make you quit, make you give up, I don't have to see I don't have to see the one who are continuing to come back. If I start to finally look up and go, you still here? <laughs> All right. Let me see what you can do. Yeah, I know you've been here, what? How many times have you been here? 15 times? Yeah. 17 times? Yeah. We need okay. to see the 18. All right. Let's, let's, see. Yeah. let's see what you can do. Now, here's where your job comes in. This is the 18th time and you've been here five years, okay? Are you ready? Because you spent a lot of time the last five years since the first system. Frustrated. Frustrated, mad. Angry. But did you go to class? Did you do all the things that you need to do? At what time did that pistivity piss you off enough to where you said, I'm not going to class this month. I don't feel good. I ain't, uh, no, you just been here six months. Don't start shaking your head. Your family gonna see this. My <laughs> point <laughs> is, are you ready when it comes? Mm -hmm. I have a saying. They, they, they were the guys. They think they sleep. They were quoting some of my sayings. But one, of my, <laughs> <laughs> one of my other sayings is. You have to stay ready to keep from having to get ready. Mm -hmm. Comes and that, that person finally looks up who can That's make right. the difference and say, "Okay, it's been five years. You've been here. Okay, let's see what you can do." And you've spent all this time trying to get your boobs right and your booty right and your hair right and your this right and da 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 da, -da and that's been making you twisted and bad and you now you. Now you snapping at everybody and you dissing and you getting and you um, and you giving them the you know Whoa. but you ain't ready. Yeah. Who are you gonna take it out on? You gonna take it out on yourself. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. Graveyards full of them. <sighs> So don't spend your time being pissed. Spend your time being ready. That's right. Awesome. Good advice. Oracles. <laughs> Our own 
Candace Renee Rice, a.k.a. Pimp Fried Rice. You're going to hear more from her because, like I told her, when I first met her after she had been here a week, I said, oh, you probably even understand what the universe has in store for you. Yeah. And if you mm-hmm. met us in your first week, there's somebody looking out for you, girl, because right. we're the good guys. Okay. So we're going to be around to be just what the fellas said you need. We're going to be around to be like that for you, hopefully, as you make these challenges. But we are so proud of you. And again, thanks to our oracles for that insight to our young developing Artists fresh out here from Memphis. Vic, any words from you before we get the little roundup from the fellas? Um, only that I want to say thank you. Um, if you guys think this is the only time you're going to be here, you got that wrong. We're going to extend always, whenever there's an effort for you to promote, endorse, or refer, we welcome it. It's as easy as a phone call, text, or email. The only time we don't have time is when we don't have time. (laughs) We have time. Here we go. Really looking forward to being able to support you and even friends of yours in anything. We've told people over and over, you need to do a commercial, Mm -hmm. something like that, put a short video out on the Internet. Mm -hmm. You can come through here, give Vic a call. We will shoot that for you, put Mm -hmm. it up there for you. Mm -hmm. We can give the goodwill try to get goodwill. That's Those right. are things that we are ready to do at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Hey, cost me no money. Mm-hmm. I will gladly share. Mm-hmm. Gladly. So I'm not just you, but friends of yours. Right. Or mm-hmm. people you hear about are doing something right. that's about something. I tell them, please practice it at home. <laughs> Be prepared. <laughs> but when you come in here, we will shoot it, record it. I'll put it up there for you. We will do that because we recognize where we are at this point in time in this revolution. And like, again, I told you, the history proved me right. You were our first connection to black Hollywood, to that degree of legitimacy. And know that we covered it. We coveted that connection. We wanted to be seen as part of a community and a resource for folks. So no matter what, all of you, you already, you, I'm going to remember this. This forever. And Mario, I just wanted to say <laughs> that that the synergy that I got from you guys and the love that I got from you the last time that I was here, I wanted to make sure that you had an inroad to some of my friends and, and that they could come in here and feel the love. And again, we can talk about it, but we got to be about it, you know, and I want to see you guys continue to grow and do what you do. And, you know, thank you for supporting me and what I do. From the, from the heart, yeah, it's a blessing. It. This is truly a blessing, and we thank you. And, and you're and worth it, moving the car for. Check it out. Is it, uh, <laughs> my only question is: this mobile? <laughs> Can we go on location with this? Oh, I have a mobile yes. version now, brother. Oh, yes. Now, yes. Yes. yes, in fact, yes. Yes. probably this fifth or sixth incarnation. Okay, yes. I have mobile versions. <laughs> So like the red. Very important here. This is the moment. I know we probably already addressed it, but this is a time that people, one, I want to say congratulations to an Emmy winner. Also to bus stops. Very, very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, The body of work. And I I know sometimes people see the moment when you, you receive the award, but I like to know what it was like to get to that point. Um, Also, to say many thanks to you again, Reggie, because I learned a lot more that I didn't know about you. And I came to appreciate mm-hmm. it even more as each time mm-hmm. the visit you came here. 
So even if it's within your power to just tell people, hey, look, just see if they're about something that connects with you, we'll be happy to entertain it. And I come from corporate sales, and I understand when, how often no is in front of your face, but persevere. And you guys are excellent. In, in my, you've already established. You don't have to do anything else, and I'm fine. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Anything you guys want to say about any promotions that's coming up with any projects you have? Anything at this moment? Uh, hey, just support what each and every one of us are doing. Um, support me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. He's in it. You can reach me on, on, on all those at, at Reginald T. Dorsey. Um, you know, I, I keep the stuff that I, I put on my pages um, very uplifting. Um, I want to inspire people. I want to share knowledge with our people in particular. So... Um, if you go to my pages, you'll be able to see, you know, some of the stuff that I'm interested in and some of the stuff that I think needs to change as far as, you know, the industry that we're in. And um, I just want to keep people informed. So please keep supporting that and uh, whatever else that I'm doing down the road. I've, I've got some of that stuff, too. I don't know where to tell you to go to find it. Just search his name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on there. And I got, a, uh, I got a Twitter thing, and I got a Facebook thing. And you can friend me on Facebook, and you can tweet me, too. Tweet, Twitter, Twitter me. At, at, no, I don't have Instagram. I don't have, I don't have, no, I don't have that thing. Just, I just, I've got Glenn Terman. Uh, uh, at Glenn Terman for the tw- Twitter mm. and and Facebook, right? That's enough. That's yeah. it. Mm. And uh, of course, you know, you, that links will take you to this, that, and the other. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know that link talk. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I got yeah, links. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> links that'll take you yeah. to, to to the uh, other thing. Oh, and and Twitter me because I you. You have to have a lot of friends now mm. right? <laughs> to get a job. To get a job, you got yes. now. Right. You got to have a lot of friends <laughs> to get a job. Yeah. So I don't think I have enough friends. The business, right? But you ain't got. I don't have enough friends, right. Right. so I might not ever work again. Twitter me because I need more friends, right. so I, I can, you can be relevant. I can be relevant. That's right. right. So because without friends, though I've got fifty-five years in the business, I only got three friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no, you see my friends. They're the only friends I got. But, but, but they're real friends. But, but no, you can be my real friends too if you Twitter me at, at, at Glenn Turner. There we go. There we go. Lynn, anything? Uh, I'm doing a play next. Opens next Friday. Friday, Saturday, what you doing, Sunday. Man? Um, some play that I got a script for last week. And, uh, I just found out just on found Saturday. Look, I just found out Saturday. Yeah, you know, we're opening next week. Oh, you didn't tell me. You didn't, oh, are you ready? Uh, always. See that? <laughs> <laughs> no, the question is, do you know your lines? Yeah. Oh, let's not even go there. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I mean, really? No. Yeah, so I'm doing that, and, uh, you know, I'm grinding daily. I'm trying to be on people's television every day. I'm trying to be like Glenn. You want a ranch? Oh no! Well, uh, <laughs> I don't have to have the ranch, you know. Because the bottom line is, I just want to work consistently. That's yeah, all. I, I'm not trying to be famous. 
Uh, I'm really not trying to be famous. I just want to work consistently. You know, that's all I want. Well, you're doing your play. What you crying about? He knocked that out the park. He came all the way Let him go. Let that ball come across the plate. I got this one. Knock that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, oracles. Oracles, y'all. Peace. There we'll get to view uh, the post-picture-taking moment. So you guys, we're going to take some pictures. Keep the uh, stream going live. Thank you for being here. Tim Fried Rice. We rescued you. There we go. We rescued Thank you. Thank y'all. So let's go do this. We're going to take some pictures. Peace. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.